Hello and welcome to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm your your regular host, Joe Oberly, senior writer at VikingsTerritory.com, PurplePTSD.com. And I used to do this with Joe Johnson, who created all these dot-coms. Joe, we love you. We miss you. Just wanted to say hey to you. I bet you wish you were around for see what's going on with Kirk. Uh, joining me is Mark Craig. From the Star Tribune, startribune.com. He's NFL insider, knows all the poop on the Vikings and free agency, and he's gonna he's gonna lay it down for us today. Mark, how you doing? What do you think? What do you think about the the Vikings foray into free agency thus far? Well, they got two guys who will make the all interview team. Interview team. I know uh, they were entertaining. It was a breath of fresh air talking to Harrison Phillips and. Uh, um, Jordan Hicks, I mean, Phillips could be a stand-up comedian. If the Vikings do well and they open up the locker room and we're able to see – and the fans are able to see these guys through us again, uh, this guy could be a cult hero. I mean, he's going to be entertaining. And I think he can play a little bit, and he's young. So uh, they've got two guys that are uh, affordable. Um, the linebacker's very smart, seems to be. Um, durable, which is nice. has started 51 straight games. Uh, so yeah, they, it's and Quasi even kind of opened up with that. It was like you know, uh, you build a team based on the resources that you have, and they don't have a lot of resources to add players. So uh, looks like they got two good ones for for what they uh, could afford to pay. Sounds like you know they're great in the interview, which is all good, all and good for the media. But uh, do you think they can play? Do you know, you like what you see from them or what you know about them at this point? All right, all right you know that's that's the that's the key for all the Vikings fans that I don't care what how yeah how great they are, you know, in the locker. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I, uh, well, well, like uh, the, the GM won the interview, the the uh, head coach won his interview, and now your first two uh, players have won their interview. So they're undefeated in interview rooms. Do they give a trophy for that? Yeah, they, they might get a trophy. That'd be about, about as valuable as the FUBAR trophies are that are right. around here in your place. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, this uh, Phillips is a part – he was a he was a piece of the Bills' number one defense. It, in yeah. points allowed, uh, uh, you know, points allowed and uh, yards allowed. Uh, so he's going to come in as a starting nose tackle. Um, he's young. He's on his way up. I think uh, he can be. A, he can be a good player. Is he going to be, you know, Bruce Smith? No, but he's going to be. A, he could be a good piece with with this defense that they're shifting over to. Same goes for Jordan Hicks. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to play inside with Eric Kendricks. And Kendricks, as we know, is a so all pro caliber player. This is a guy that's durable, knows the defense, smart. Um, you can just tell by how he talks about the defense that he's, he's not just playing his position. He knows the whole concept, which is going to be really good in helping Kendricks and everyone else adjust to it. So yeah, they appear to be good, you know, good signings based on, you know, where they are in the financial pecking order of, of, of NFL players. It seems like a good coup for the nose tackle from the bills. He, you know, and for uh, what's good for him, he doesn't have to fill necessarily Linval Joseph's shoes. He has to fill Michael Pierce, which isn't going to be that tough after how Michael played here. Uh, that's kind of a good deal. As far as the linebacker, do you think that has anything will have some bearing on uh, on what they do with Anthony Barr? Yeah, I've just never thought that Anthony Barr is coming back. I, I don't know that. I, I think, you know, Anthony was a good player. Anthony's time is, I think, has passed with this team. I mean, uh, with where they are financially, where they are, I know that people say, hey, you know, he's 
he's a better fit for the three, four, but he's also 30 years old with that, that knee that we've talked about. And, yeah. um, you know, as a guy that's, it's, it's a risk of whether he's going to be there every week. I think it's time to move on and get younger. Uh, yeah. So yeah, whenever this is, this guy is a three down player. Um, I don't know how they're going to run their nickel with the guy. They've t- talked about kind of a combination of a three, four, four, three different types of looks. I know that Donatel plays more defensive backs. Um, you know, obviously when they go to the nickel, they're, they're playing more defensive backs. So I personally think that it's, I don't, you know, I don't really know where they stand with Barr, but um, you know, he's not going to come back on some team friendly contract again, sort of like what he did last year and, uh, or no, it wasn't really exactly team friendly, but it, it was pretty expensive to bring back. But to me, it's like, I think it's time to move on, get younger. They can, they need linebackers. I don't think they need to be looking back. They need to be looking ahead. What about Zadarius Smith that came to town yesterday and there was name was up on the marquee that there's a visit from Zadarius Smith and all the Packer fans got all excited, started giving the Vikings grief for posting the fact that someone came to town, not that they'd signed him, but they came to town. Sounds like he had a long interview and was here and might have went out to dinner, I think, perhaps. I don't know, but uh, no word that I saw yet. Did you see anything that he was signed? No, I mean, you know, they're probably giving him, you know, crap for that because they know that he played one game last year. I mean, in 2019, 2020, he had like 26 total sacks. You know, he's a, it was one of those, uh, he was an elite player for the Packers, uh, but he was hurt last year, only played one game. I don't, I don't think that they're able to sink a bunch of money into him. I don't know that he's going to command a bunch of money because of coming off a season where he only played one game. So, if the money's right, if they get him on a one of those uh, prove it years, and to me it's a good that's a good deal if if he can come through on a prove it year. Yeah, it'd really be interesting. It was I mean Vikings uh, Vikings Twitter was all 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 a Twitter yesterday about uh, him coming to town, and they were just you know they were saying people thought oh my god this is a sign that he's being signed. So as usual, they they got excited before anything's happened. So we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that, but. That'd be quite the linebacker crew if they got him plus, you know, Hicks if, plus Eric Kendricks. If he comes back at that, uh, you know, and, and and produces like he did in nineteen and twenty, and also going back to Hicks and his intelligence level, I mean, uh, he at some point during the uh, uh, the interview he talked about having. Uh, he goes, he got off Twitter, and then at the end I said, well, that right there speaks to your intelligence level that you got off of Twitter, and he <laughs> he laughed. He, he shook his head. He said, yeah, I just had to purge myself. So, yeah, when, when a guy tells me that he's off Twitter and he's purged himself of Twitter, uh, that's he, he, he that passes one of my comp, my wonderlick questions is, uh, <laughs> on his intelligence level. Uh, because, yeah, because Twitter, I, people love Twitter. I, you know, I, I like it occasionally, and it's, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I won't be on it when I'm, uh, when I'm retired, I tell you that. It's kind of a, it's kind of a poison that uh, doesn't need to be inside your your head too much. It's a useful tool for guys like you and me, but it, it's also, uh, it can be a detriment. I mean, you know, if you, there's so many rabbit holes just waiting or landmines that uh, you can get involved in. It's, it's uh, one of those necessary evils, I think of the business, but uh, um, you know, we, we could, we could talk the whole time about uh, social media. <laughs> so we'll, we'll right now. Uh, they uh, Vikings also signed uh guard center Austin Schlotman. Yes. And, uh, um, 
I don't know how big he's going to factor in, but uh, uh, he he uh, he's somebody on the offensive line, probably a depth move. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, Austin Schwatman. Uh, I was texting with Brad Childress, and I said, Chili, when you arrived, your first signing on the offensive line was Steve Hutchinson with a poison pill. I said, now that they're – I said that their uh, their salary cap is in a situation not quite like your guys was with Red come you know with Red not spending any money. Uh, I said they they've signed a guy named Austin Schlotman and uh, Chili texted back saying that what what a uh, what a trivia answer that'll be someday. Uh, it's it's a guy you know it's a guy that uh, you know, they're they're a desperate team they they know that they don't have a right guard they know that their center might not be uh, good enough so this is a guy who only has seven career starts in. Uh, three years or something like that. Uh, so he, you know, I don't know enough about him, but, uh, you know, Donatel comes from the Broncos. He has a, some sense of him and, uh, you know, the, they're desperate there. So they need to get bodies. You know, they're not every, not every signing is going to be a, a starting caliber, you know, guy that, you know, you can just plug in there and you give him $70 million guaranteed and you're set. I mean, this is how they have to operate. They've got to get some of these guys that they can project to be possible starters or, at worst, uh, really dependable backups. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, with the, the trouble that uh, – or perceived trouble of, of Garrett Bradbury at center, it's nice to have someone who can play both guard and center perhaps behind him and, and whoever else is going to be on the right guard. They did, they did resign Dakota Dozier. You know, thank God there was a – there was a collective sigh of relief on Vikings Twitter for that. But. but, yeah, again, it's a situation where where they are financially. If you're going to be paying Kirk all this money and you're going you're gonna to be, you know, doing all these things to, like, keep, you know, if you think you're going to be able to run it back like this and financially you're in this situation, a Dakota Dozier is, is a good signing because he, he does have experience. And, you know, yeah. he hasn't played very well, but – your hope is that he progresses. Uh, again, they, they're, 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 you know, Kirk can say they have all the pieces in place, but you know, that's a guy, that's a guy who's taken up the biggest piece of the puzzle. The puzzle is this big and Kirk's piece is that big. So we'll get, we'll get into um, that in a second. Man. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good signing because that they're desperate. They're desperate, desperate, desperate. Um, they said uh, hello to uh, tight end Johnny Munt, and they said goodbye to uh, tight end Tyler Conklin, who came off his best season as a Viking and really filled in the the uh, void when uh, uh, Irv Smith went out with that that injury in preseason and lost him for the season. Uh, you know, so he he come in came in and took advantage of that and really really had a decent year. Well, I don't think it was a great year, but it was a very good year. Got him a nice contract. He went to the Jets. Uh, how is Johnny Munt going to be coming in maybe as hopefully as a backup to Herb Smith? Well, Johnny comes in with 10 catches in 47 games over five yeah. years. So, so he's not, he's not going to be Tyler. He's not going to be a receiving tight end. Uh, where, where this guy is interesting is that he comes from the Rams. Not only does he come from the Rams, but Wes Phillips, the new offensive coordinator here was a tight end coach there. So there's something that Wes Phillips sees there. Uh, in a, from a blocking standpoint that they, you know, that they like. So that's encouraging that to me that I they didn't give him that much money. Uh, it seems like it could be a really good signing because of some, some of the things they want to do in the run in a blocking schemes. This guy does it well enough that the, that the, 
the Rams, uh, the the Sean McVay juniors all want him to come in and be a part of that. So, you know, it's not one of those hooray, you know, jump up and down signings, but it could be a quiet, good signing you know, based on where they are. Well, you know, I'm not I'm not a big salary cap mind, but you know I I, I read somewhere uh, yesterday that uh, the Vikings still have uh, Kyle Rudolph on the on the salary cap. Can't they bring him in and force him to play since they're paying him anyway? You know, he's out there. Yeah, you could you could uh, there, you know there's a list of guys that are out. not only just not only this team, but that's how it happens. That's you know you end up paying guys like well well when the Steelers got rid of uh, Antonio Brown, I think they took a. So it was a record cap hit that they took on on him. Uh, like like, uh, you know, I'm not a, well, not a, a cap wizard either. But but Russell Wilson's counting more this year against Seattle's cap than he is Denver's cap. So uh, that's kind of that's how the NFL works. When you're trying to win and you're kicking the can down the road, like the Vikings have been doing with their old regime, and the, and they're doing now with with guys in their honeymoon regime. You know, uh, next year if, they, if the Vikings don't win and don't don't make moves this year, uh, that's one year of your honeymoon wasted, and you're going to be looking at Kirk Cousins counting thirty five million dollars against your cap next year. You're going to be looking at uh, all these other things that are kicked down the road again. So at some point, uh, you know, they're paying the piper right now a little bit, but they're also kicking it down the road more. So yeah, Rudolph is on the is dead money. There's other guys on there. I, I can't. Over the cap, the, uh, com is a great website to, to break all that down. And so, yeah, so yeah, Rudolph would have to, you know, maybe come in, sign a zero dollar contract or something. Great. I don't know. Should um, kick the can. That's a game we played as kids, and it was much more fun than I think it's going to be for the Vikings this season. But we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about that elephant in the room that is uh, Kirk Cousins' contract and his effect on the rest of what the Vikings have done so far in free agency. We'll be right back with Vikings Territory Breakdown. All right, we're back here at Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, you were mentioning previously about the Vikings and their propensity to kick the can down the road. I mean, everybody else talks about uh, 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 Rob Brzezinski, the brilliant cap wizard, and how he keeps doing this. You know, every year there's a there's – a, uh, fear and loathing about the salary cap. What are the Vikings going to do? What are they going to do? And somehow the cap wizard at the, at the, at, uh, for the purple, you know, does this, does that, reworks this, reworks that. I don't even know what constitutes a, a viable contract anymore. We just talked about how Kyle Rudolph, they're still paying for him and he's not playing. And there's, there's a couple others that are still on the books, but uh, the Vikings this week made three pretty big moves. They, they, retained Daniil Hunter uh, despite them trying to had to take that $18 million uh, roster bonus, take that onto their cap and what that affects. Now I understand that they can still rework that and it's still not paid until he shows up for training camp. So they can still turn some of it into a signing bonus. And I'm thinking that's what they're going to do if they, still want to do anything else. They they reworked Harrison Smith's contract and also Adam Thielen's. And I, apparently Adam Thielen took a pay cut. I think I read that somewhere. I'm not sure if that's true. But uh, um, all this to uh, facilitate Kirk and his big number and and try to do something, anything. I mean, they haven't been making big splashes, but I'm going to give them a little bit of credit 
for doing what they've done so far. And I guess I, I'd like to see what you have to think. I know you're uh, not too excited about the Vikings when they're further kicking the can down the road. Well, yeah, I mean, I, uh, you talk about Rob Brzezinski. That, that's probably the, one, the greatest job in the NFL is because if you're good at it like Rob is, you are, you are making all of these moves work. You're not responsible for the moves. So when the moves don't work out, the guys who, who told you to make the moves are, are out. And you just continue to make moves and, and move them around. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, uh, Brzezinski, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, if you want to like, uh, and then, and obviously uh, Zimmer and, and especially Spielman, they had an incredibly long run here for, for their, for their job titles. Uh, but Rob, you know, got be good at that job and you just, okay, I'll move the, I'll move the money around. I'll do the hocus pocus. And, uh, but eventually it has to be paid, you know, like, uh, they moved money around on on Kyle Rudolph whenever it was time to move money around on Kyle Rudolph to get whoever else underneath the cap. Uh, they had to do stuff with, you know, uh, and they're still paying for that. You know, so so it's, it doesn't just go away. Um, is, is Mike Goldham, the guy behind the scenes doing this, our producers, is he our Rob Brzezinski <laughs> telling us what to do? And, and then he can boot us and then he can just keep it rolling. Yeah. So, yeah, he keeps us, you know, in order to – our salaries, Joe, what we count against the cap for VikingsTerritory.com is immense. So we got to, like – we need a Mike – we need Mike in – we need him on that wall. Uh, but, like – but Kirk, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins, what they did, you know, they saved $14 million against the cap this year. They brought it from $30, $45 million down to $31 million. Suddenly we think, hey, you know, Kirk at $31 million on a cap is a bargain. Well <laughs> – uh, he hasn't proven to be a bargain at 31 million, let alone 45. So, but what that did is they, you know, so next year, I think, I believe it's, uh, you know, there's $35 million that right. will be account against the cap. So yeah. <laughs> it's not going to go away. And and this to me was tripling down on Kirk Cousins. You know, it's, it's the, the, the guys who are gone, they, um, Spielman, uh, you know, took the big gamble to start. Then he doubled down. Uh, they had to talk Zimmer. They had to talk to Zimmer, the defensive guy, into coming along for it. He did. And now they're both out of work, and and a big part of that is because it didn't work out with Kirk. So now you got a new a new group in here. They've tripled down on Kirk because they want to be super competitive right now. The biggest difference I would say is they, at least they now they have the offensive guy. They have a system. They have a, a offensive head coach who's a quarterback who's going to be better for Kirk. Maybe he brings it out in him. If he does, it's brilliant. If he doesn't, they've wasted a year of their uh, rebuilding uh, process. They've wasted a year of their goodwill toward the, with the fans. The honeymoon period. This time next year, if they're eight, if they finish eight and nine or six and six and eleven, it's going to be we aren't going to be smart. The people aren't going to be you know just swallowing everything or you know uh, hook line and sinker or what everything Quasi says or O'Connell says and be it. You know, it's going to be there's going to be some scar tissue built up, and they're going to have to get out from underneath this this financial mess at some point. So then they they kick the can also down the road on Thielen and Harrison, who are not they're not young players anymore. Is is but isn't that on Mark and Ziggy because they they made that that statement that came right out when they were started. You know, bringing in the new regime, they said we think that we are competitive and we can win now. We don't want to rebuild, and we want you know. We want uh, whoever we're hiring going to come in and uh, be able to work with the situation we got here. They basically, to the public, and you would think behind the scenes, told them and said, "We're kicking the can down the road. You're gonna, you're gonna win now. We don't want to 
you know, we don't want to do what the Bears are doing. We don't want to do what the Lions are doing or whatever. We we want to win now because we got enough good players to do it. And and isn't that there on them? And isn't that uh, tough on on Quasi and 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 Kevin O'Connell because they lose a, a year of their goodwill, like you're talking about. They lose a year, and maybe this is what they wanted to do was you know rebuilding, and then you're just putting that off in year and. It could be even worse, you know. I, I, now, now they're saddled the Kirk for a second year, and if if they don't win, if they don't uh, uh, really get better than last year, they're going to look at those two guys for not doing it. When in fact, it's the Wolves who came in and said, "This is what I want." Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's Mark Will saying they want that they feel they can be super competitive. Uh, I don't know that that uh, you know the history with Mark Wolf is that. He's let that he's let his his football people make decisions. Right. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's an owner saying they feel they can still be super competitive. You know, they, they threw in the super part, which is really it's great to keep throwing back up there because it's it's not too so often you hear people say super competitive. Um, I I don't know that I don't think that Ziggy was. Uh, I thought I think he might have fallen out of favor. Uh, Kirk might have fallen out of favor with Ziggy quicker. Um, I think Mark. Uh, and and probably both wills they 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 shown that they let their people make decisions. So I don't know that it's just you know the wills ordering these guys. I think a system wide review of what where they felt they could go with what they have. Um, I don't think it's it's like Quasi being forced to do everything he doesn't want to do. I I don't buy that for a minute. I think it's a combination of the organization saying that hey we can we can we can. Uh, we can run this back because we have new coaches and they, and they feel that the coaches fit. They feel this, you know, we'll see if it's true or not, that they feel they have the coaches that will fit this, this run back better than what uh, they had last year or land in previous years. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think that Quasi and O'Connell get to just, you know, wipe their hands of this if they, if they don't do well next year um, from a perception standpoint, it was all the wills making, you know, yeah. How dare he, how dare they make us try and win this year? You know, my part of my thing is if if Kirk was that $31 million cap guy, like, like an Aaron Rodgers, if he was that person, like I don't feel a whole lot different about the Packers after Devontae Adams leaves than I did before because I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the guy who's gonna make uh you know the next guy, Lazard or or another receiver, the next star. You don't get that feeling with Kirk. It's not proven that Kirk is gonna is that guy. So to me, it's like if thirty one million dollars to him, or or uh, eighteen or twenty million dollars, eighteen million dollars to Mariota over two years, like what the um, uh, the, the Falcons did. It's you know I, I don't think that the Vikings are like, hey, we got Kirk Cousins, we're gonna win, we're gonna win big. I think it's hey, we got Kirk Cousins, we might win big. You know, so that's a lot of money to be paying for it. We might be able to do this with him as a quarterback. That's a huge gamble. That's a huge gamble by the Vikings. I mean, I mean, and they they're betting on a 32 year old receiver and a, and a 33 year old safety um, to, to, to kick their contracts down the road. Um, and and you're, it's another gamble with the Neil Hunter. You know, you've paid this guy how much in the past two seasons for, for a total of seven, six or seven games. And you don't know if he's healthy. You don't know if he's going to go back to, to being the youngest guy to have gotten 20, you know, 50 sacks in the league. You know, I mean, he was phenomenal when he's healthy, but 
what the heck? So, so what do you think about that Daniil Hunter uh, situation? Do you, you know, did, was it, are, are the reports right that it sounds like they were trying to trying to trade him and they maybe just were asking too much and, and uh, we're not getting it. So they said, okay, we got to, we got to eat this, this $18 million roster bonus. And they're probably thinking that they can then just convert some of that to a, to a, a what do you call it? A, a, a signing bonus or something down the road, you know? Well, I think every decision that they made is hinged, hinged on what they decided with Kirk. When they decided to keep Kirk, then it was, Hey, we better, you know, if they decided, if they decided to blow, to blow it up and Kirk's gone, you know, Adam Thielen probably would be over in Green Bay right now. You know, yeah. they would have it may have released him or whatever. Um, they'd be out from under. They wouldn't be given. Uh, it wouldn't be taking money down. Good that they signed him. That he's not over in Green Bay. That yeah, I, mean, I, I, you know, I, hey, he's he's one of us. He's from Mankato. I think I, I think it's been written a few times that he's from Mankato Division Two. Oh yeah, Mankato uh, beer. Yes, yeah, uh, you know, he 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 cut his teeth just. Just like a couple miles from your where your hat's from, so but you, you tell me he would he wouldn't mind being over in Green Bay catching balls from Aaron Rodgers, you know. So, um, yeah, to me it's like uh, kicking the down kicking the can down the road on Thielen is you know, he's going to be thirty two. Harrison Maybe Smith, I mean, I saw I saw in your notes that Harrison, Harrison Smith did a team was a team guy by uh, redoing his deal. All, all they did with that money was. Change it from a roster bonus, which would count eight million for this year, to a signing bonus, which they get to spread over four years. So he's thirty-three years old, and they're spreading money out, you know, three more wow. years after this year. So, uh, and I, I love Harrison Smith. Once you made the decision on Kirk, then Harrison keeping him makes sense. Keeping Thielen makes sense. Uh, you have to keep uh, Hunter. You don't keep Kirk Cousins, and then get rid of your best defensive player on a defense that. Just gave up 400 points in back-to-back years for the first time in franchise history, so that the gamble continued, to, and it got to got to Daniel. Now, uh, you know Ben Gessling is our is our cap wizard, and I think I, he wrote that uh, they can also uh, convert this at some point. You know, like you were saying, they, the 18 million dollars was due at the fourth day of the side of the new league year, which they had to put on their books, but it can be. You know, you know, Brzezinski can work his magic too if they need more money to get to. Um, but yeah, it, that's a risk. Uh, you know, he's he's he was he was defensive player of the year caliber player uh, when he was healthy and he was durable. And then all of a sudden, he, his durability disappeared. You know, he misses a full year, then he comes back and he misses all but six games. Um, these are the kind of things when people ask you to comment on. That's hard to comment on because. We don't have we don't have access to we don't if I had access to all his medical records I, I still wouldn't know what I'm looking at so Vikings have people that they trust that are looking at these records who feel that they, that he is worth this money based on his medical records so you got to trust them on that point and see what happens and it gets a gamble um, yeah, the risk is that he comes up with a completely different injury sort of like he did from you know uh, the neck to the pec and then say say it's a knee injury next time. Those are things you can't really forecast, it, uh, but it is a risk when a guy's only played six games in two years. Well, you know, regarding uh, asking these, answering these questions, producer Mike told me we're going told me to ask you the tough questions. You got to answer them, or we're kicking your salary cap number down the road. Kicking my can down the road. That's he already he already, already nixed my Browns. Can put my Browns flag back. I think you can see 
You can see the helmet, though. That's right. There, so. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a little bit. I, I don't even know how much time there is in the free agency. I guess it keeps going until until the draft starts and they start focusing that way. But uh, past that, way beyond that. Yeah. What's what's uh, what's left for the Vikings? Do they particularly got plenty of holes? It looks like. I mean, if the dance with Zadarius Smith turns out and the Vikings sign him, I mean, they're set at linebacker and they're set at rush edge rusher and. Uh, uh, they're set with Daniil Hunter. I mean, they got a big hole in the in the secondary back there. They haven't re-signed Patrick Peterson. Not that it doesn't sound. I'm not sure that they will. They've got so they got need some cornerbacks because the the list they got right now are people that couldn't even crack the lineup uh, a few years ago. I heard there's a lot of steam this morning about uh, looking at Trey Waynes again, who's available and spent three years in Cincinnati being injured the entire time. Um, so, so there's there's some work more for them to do. I think they're really going to have to do some more uh, uh, salary cap wizardry to do any of it. But uh, do you see anything else that they might uh, they might go after while uh, uh, while the time remains? Well, well, Trey Waynes would be a serious blow to the all interview team. Let's put it that way. Uh, That's for sure. I was thinking he, the same. He, he might be the most unha- unhappy guy toward the media that I think I've ever seen. It's a surly guy, but. Um, I guess we're in his head. Uh, no, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know that you're, that they're set at linebacker. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a three, four, you know, they, you know, they, they need linebackers. They need another edge rusher. To, I mean, they got young guys, but they don't have a proven if edge rusher. Get, on their, if they get, huh? if they get Zedaria Smith, then they got oh, um, Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If, if, uh, but corner, you know, I would imagine that right now things are probably heating up with, uh, I mean, uh, Patrick Peterson's had enough time to look around the league to see what what's available. He hasn't signed anywhere. Uh, obviously, if he comes back, it's going to be a serious team-friendly contract. Uh, and he knows that where he's at in his career. He's a great, great player in his prime. Uh, played a lot better than I thought he would last year. Um, but, you know, he's probably a guy that's on their radar now. They've got to get something established there. Uh you know, not they don't. Have, they don't have to be set. They don't have to be set because they got the draft coming up, and they better get uh, one or two corners out of the draft. And that first pick, I feel, has got to be a corner. Otherwise, yeah. it's just this defense is not going to be able to to compete. I don't think unless they get, you know, uh, that situation taken care of, which is ironic because that's, you know, Zimmer had his corners when he was good, and then he couldn't afford his corners, and he fell off the off the cliff, and they got rid of him. Now they got to get corners back. So it's a uh, and, and, and Leslie Frazier, whenever he was at the end for him, uh, their cornerbacks were a joke. So that's uh, a it's a position that's you know, right up there with where you have to be in order to compete in this league. The good thing that uh, about the Vikings drafting, potentially drafting a cornerback in the first round, which is what I think they should or would do, uh, is Mike Zimmer isn't here to keep him on the bench for two seasons to, to bring him into his system. They can play right away potentially. Did you see that Mike Hughes, one of Zimmer's uh, first round cornerbacks, is uh, now just signed with the Lions? So he'll he'll be in he'll be in the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium at least every season now for a while. So yeah, uh, and the year that Zimmer uh, started two rookies on uh, when he didn't have any choice, in 2020 mm-hmm. was uh, that was the the the, uh, the perfect storm. Starting two corners, having no homes home crowd and having Daniel Hunter miss the season. Uh, you see, he had no pass rush, no, no pass coverage and no fans to, because, you know, one thing I will say, you know, I mean, it gets a little nause- nauseating to hear every 
the canned quotes about how the fans are the, how we have the best fans in the world. Then a guy gets traded and he says the same thing in his new city. Uh, but the, the impact that, uh, that the fans can make at home in a place like Minnesota is legit. And, and uh, when you have that, you, you have a pass rush, pass coverage, and, and, that, and those, those fans, uh, it makes it a lot harder for Aaron Rodgers to come in and, and do what he does. All I can say is, you know, if, say, the Vikings do sign Zedarius Smith, and I'm suddenly happy with, with their front seven, uh, no matter how they configure with them, you know, they can fill in with some depth people. Um, then you draft a couple corners. And then all of a sudden, you know, that, that can really play, draft them high. And then all of a sudden that defense is looking pretty damn good. They've got the, uh, they've got the uh, 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 specialist returning from, from last year. And then, and then the offense was pretty good. You know, you still got your skilled players. You still got Cook and Jefferson and, and Thielen. You've got uh, a decent tight end who's coming back from, uh, you know, that look, had so much promise last year in Irv Smith. And maybe you fill in some linemen there. You know, I, you, you, you get the – I mean, I like, I like the, two, the two tackles. I like Ezra Cleveland. And then you got those other two positions you can hopefully fill in. All of a sudden, you know, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe they can really super compete with this team, Mark. What do you think? Don't answer that. I don't want to hear what you're going to say. So you're saying there's a chance, Joe. You're saying there's a chance. See, yeah, yeah, so, you, I mean, you know, they, they, they don't play games in March and April. Uh, so, yeah. The initial reaction to a lot of this stuff is always like, oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And then it slowly it sort of pieces its way together. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of – I mean, so Darius Smith is still going to be a guy that played one game last year. Daniel's still going to be a guy that's hasn't – you know, has only played six games in two years. So uh, the yeah. nose tackle is, is still a guy who was a kind of a fill or, um, depth guy in Buffalo. So, you know, to me it's – yeah, it, they got to – you have to field a team. And I think they're doing the best that they can right now. But if they could, they fall short, the place to look is at the top where that the guy who's at the top of the, the salary cap, it all trickles down from him. If they're not able to, to build it around and he can't, he, I mean, he's paid to be the guy that, that covers up blemishes. He's paid like the guys like Aaron Rodgers is paid, like Peyton Manning was paid. Those guys covered up all those weaknesses. I mean, uh, Charlie Johnson played left tackle for Peyton Manning. Charlie Johnson was a great guy. He played guard for the Vikings. He was average at best. Mm-hmm. He was Peyton Manning's left tackle before he came here. Wow. And, and, and you wouldn't have known it because they, they won 13 games and did what they do, you know, uh, but it was because he's, he's playing for a guy that his brain was working so fast, the pass rush couldn't get to him. I mean, probably the most, one of the most immobile quarterbacks ever, but, you didn't have to worry about the pass rush that much because he was moving. His brain was moving at uh, faster speeds. He could see everything. Uh, that's what they need whenever they give a guy money like this. So they got to put a system around that gets the best out of Kirk. And if they do that, then then uh, then I'll be a little more encouraged. How could I go on this show from Joe Johnson, who loved Kirk Cousins, to Mark Craig, who is skeptical? I don't. You know. Yeah, I'm skeptical. I Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's where where Kirk where I, my issue with Kirk Cousins is how much of the cap he takes up how much you're paying this guy uh, it's just doesn't it doesn't equal you know the production and you know if he wins the Super Bowl this year then he's he's proven it but well let's see take, you know. take a short break while I map out the parade route for the Vikings when they win, do win the Super Bowl I'm just gonna 
map that together. And we'll, we'll be right back with another segment about what's going on around the NFL with during free agency. Mark's going to chime in on some Cleveland news. Uh, come on back. All right. Uh, we're back with uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown of Mark Craig. Mark Craig's NFL insider for the Star Tribune, startribune.com. He's plugged into not only what's going on with the Vikings, but what's happening around the league. And it has been a quarterback bonanza around the league. But uh, first I want to start with the next door neighbors, uh, Devontae Adams, you know, leaving the fold over there in, in uh, Green Bay and heading to Las Vegas uh, to play for the Raiders. We're all – you know, uh, big name receivers go. Um, I know Mark, you have a little bit different take than most. I mean, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier that he's gone. He's a Vikings killer and, uh, has been, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers' right-hand man over there, but, uh, you, you kind of, you know, intimated it earlier, but you, you, you think it's, it's, it's more Aaron Rodgers than it is Devonte Adams. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's that's kind of the simpleton take is that it'd be like, oh, so it's all the quarterback. It's not all the quarterback, but I mean, uh, and, and I think Devontae Adams is maybe the best route runner in the league, might be the best receiver in the league. I've, I've voted for him for all pro the last two years or whatever it is. It's been an easy pick for me. Um, but you know, Devontae Adams didn't become this, uh, the, he didn't become an all pro or uh, have these great seasons until Jordy Nelson left, went to the Raiders. Uh, Jordy Nelson wasn't really, didn't have his big years with, with Darren Rodgers until like Greg Jennings left. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Alan Lazard, you know, is a guy that's, uh, he's a good, was a good uh, number two guy or whatever it was in Green Bay. You know, we got to see what the, what, what Aaron Rodgers does with this guy. That Aaron Rodgers, the happiest guy in the NFL might be this guy right now is that he's become, if he becomes the number one receiver to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure is not happy about this, but Aaron Rodgers got paid like a king, got paid like he deserved to, to uh, reigning two time MVP. You know, so. Uh, they did decide to resign uh, Cobb, I think, as well. And they also have Scanling, Mark, Marcus. Something scandalous. Uh, yeah, he, he was he's in free agency as well. Um, ah, okay. What I'm saying is that they can they can uh, they can piece it together. Like Aaron Rodgers, uh, two years ago, the, the Packers won 13 games. He had an All Pro left tackle and an All Pro center. So two of the five spots on All Pro, the, the best players in the league, were Packers offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. Neither one of those guys played for him last year. Uh, the center went to the Chargers. The left tackle got hurt. Didn't play all year. Packers won 13 games and, and were and didn't miss a beat. Now uh, you take away on a lot of teams, you take away that their two best offensive linemen who are all pro. I mean, do you think that that uh, I don't want to point any fingers, but is Kirk or someone like that gonna gonna make up for something like that? No, not at all. But this is this is the, the caliber player that Aaron Rodgers is. He makes everyone around him better. He's he's not only one of the best passers in the you know physical passers in the NFL history. Uh, accuracy and everything, but he's also one of the best quarterbacks, making people around him better. So, you know, to be yeah, it's a blow that that, uh, that Devontae Adams is not there. But I, I think, you know, Devontae Adams is also turning thirty this year. Devontae Adams, uh, they got. It's not like they gave him away. They got a first round pick and a second round pick for him, and they and, and he wasn't gonna and he, and he wasn't gonna just play out. It sounds to me like he was not gonna just play out his franchise tag and just accept it. 
and move on. He was probably going to sit out. So it's kind of like a win-win. You know, uh, you get those draft picks. You have a quarterback who can help you pick up the slack. You know, it, it's um, I don't see it as this as this freaking giant hole in the ship of the of the Packers. I see it as them being able. You know, they depends. They still have a long way to go to how they replace that. I don't know. Maybe they. You know, there could be a receiver in the draft. That's you know, what if they had had gotten Justin Jefferson? You know, there's players out there like that now, and these receivers are coming in. They're so ready now for. I mean, receivers are coming into the NFL. The good ones, the great ones, are ready to play right now. And if the Packers find something like that, or they piece it together, or Lazard is a is got potential, you know, it could be. Uh, you know, Packers are right there. I'm just not ready. I wouldn't take them off the top of the NFC North Hill just yet. Don't you think that ticks off Aaron Rodgers just a little bit because this happens a week after he signs his big contract? He's got to think that his security blanket is there in in, in uh, uh, Devontae Adams. He saw how how much he relied on him late in that game that they got beat by the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. I mean, he was every it's all the only guy he looked for almost to a fault. You know, I I, I certainly think that that had to tick him off a little bit. And what I hope they do is. You know, now there's that hole at receiver, and there's a good receiver up there. I hope they draft another quarterback because obviously Jordan <laughs> and really piss him off. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think it would piss him off a lot more if he hadn't just been paid uh, more money than anybody in the history of the NFL. It's um, all about Benjamin. I, I think that yeah, I think all of his discord, all he wanted, you know, sure everybody wants to be a part of the process and everything, but I think that all came down to respect, money. You know, it's at the end of the day, that's typically what what these guys. Are looking for. I think that's what it was with him. It's he got it. So now, if 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 I'm Aaron Rodgers, well, the Packers kind of said that uh, that this was a possibility. That Rodgers kind of knew that this was a possibility going in to his contract. Um, I don't know whether to believe that or not. You know, to me, it's um, well, Aaron Rodgers going forward since he's he's got his money. Obviously, the Jordan Love is not going to be his successor. Jordan Love will probably be traded or. Or whatever, because if he is his successor, he will have he'll be on his second contract as a bench warmer. Um, so, you know, to me, I think Aaron Rodgers looks at this as as another challenge of of making you know the next receiver in line a, a Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber receiver. Yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting. It it it, uh, it 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 tickles me pink though to see, see a chink a chink in the armor over there and. And my dog Daisy's very excited about it too. So I'm glad it happened. Uh, you know, how about the career of Von Miller? You know, my goodness, he goes from Denver where he wins the Super Bowl, gets hurt, gets back, gets uh, traded to the Rams where he wins the Super Bowl. Now he's going to uh, Buffalo where, uh, you know, he's got a chance to compete for another Super Bowl title. You know, he, he's yeah. a lot to do with that, but it's also. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that's that's some nice use of free agency there. Yeah, you 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 win a Super Bowl and then you get then you you transfer yourself to the to the league's number one defense. Uh, right. uh, the league the defense that could have used someone like Von Miller to make a play whenever there was what nine seconds left and uh, uh, what was that if that was the game right where yeah the receiver the tight ends like open yeah. yeah it's right there uh, you know people are talking a lot about it it's like, it was like a five uh, six year hundred twenty million dollar deal which. Yeah, with NFL, it's what it really is is about a two or three year deal, but it's still a lot of money. It's like fifty two and a half million dollars guaranteed. So that's a that's a huge investment in a in a guy that's thirty three years old. I didn't think he would get that kind of money. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's a it's a defense that uh, is it's an elite defense. Uh, kind of funny that uh, you know the year that uh, Leslie or that Zimmer gets fired, Leslie Frazier is the defensive coordinator in Buffalo with the best defense in the league. And whenever he got fired, he had the worst defense in the league in Minnesota. So and yeah. Zim kind of you know it's it's you need the players, you need the players, and the, and the and the Bills obviously think that that's a a part that's going to bring something more to that defense. It's a lot of money to pay for, for a guy that old, um, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe you need a, a defensive coordinator who isn't head coach, you know, because uh, when Leslie became head coach, his defense went in the tank. When Zimmer became head coach, his defense eventually went in the tank. Eventually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's one I wanted to throw in there. I didn't uh, put on the agenda, but uh it's kind of quarterback related. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals need to protect uh, uh, Joe Burrow because he uh, blew out his knee his first year, and and uh, the offensive line was the reason why they they probably lost the Super Bowl this year. So they they picked up three pretty decent names in free agency to uh, protect him. I can't. Lyle Collins is that how you say that guy's name? It was the most recent one, but that's that's uh, that's going to make them put them right back in contention. I think in the AFC. Yeah, and then they got the guard, the the I think the 49ers guard, um, Kappa, yeah, uh, Ted, Ted Karras. Um, yeah, that that's that's where where to me that's where you know, the situation that the Bengals are in. That's when free agency can really I think can really help you because you're not looking at filling holes all over the roster. You know, you're kind of you're just you're, you're especially if you don't have any money. You don't. But the, the Bengals had the money. They had the clear cut need an offensive line and they have a you know the next the nfl's next you know one of the next stars uh, of the nfl for years and years and years to come and they got to protect so to, it, to me money met the need and the and the absolute no question need to uh protect your investment in joe burrow so joe burrow you know got hurt his rookie year getting beat up he got beat up again his second year but he stayed healthy one Comeback player of the year. They takes them to the Super Bowl. No number one overall picks ever taking their team to the Super Bowl within two years like that. So uh, they had the money, they had the need, and they got some players. Uh, and you know, uh, it appears they picked some good players. So you know, again, they got it. They, it's how it's how can they bring it all together and make it pay off? Yeah, that's uh, you know, I was thinking that with as the AFC just keeps getting stronger in in the quarterback position i thought okay it's going to be really tough for the Bengals to get back because they really kind of by the skin of their teeth kept kept moving along the playoffs but this is a huge deal to really help them be one of the teams you got to knock off next year i I really think it was a good move by them um speaking of quarterbacks in the afc there's a there's a big elephant in this conversation we got deshaun watson from the houston texans Going, then not going, and then going back to Cleveland for a boatload of money, guaranteed money, even even enough that uh, you know yeah. that your cousin somewhere is pounding <laughs> his fist and saying, "God, someone got more guaranteed money than me." How does that happen? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, Cleveland, where Mark hails from, and, and uh, you got any thoughts on that thing, Mark? Yeah, it's either going to be the greatest move ever, or it's going to destroy him for the next 10, 15 years, and, and that's the. This is the Rams way, but like like I was saying off the air here, the Rams way on steroids. I mean, it's like um, you know uh, when the when the Rams thought they were a quarterback away, they went out and they they got a guy who had, had, had never you know 
one in the playoffs. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson is a multi-talented superstar whenever things are going well for him. Yeah, but he's never been a winner. Uh, but they give him five years, $230 million guaranteed. Um, you know, they also they also went and stole the Amari uh, Cooper from the Cowboys because the Cowboys needed to, to get rid of some money. And so you have like two guys there that could be a superstar to go along with a with a great running game and and a, and a good defense. So you look at the Steelers. The Steelers have owned the NFC North uh, or AFC North, which is the AFC Central. They've been they've been kicking butt since I was you know uh, ten years old. And but now they they're looking at having Mitch Trubisky in a in a conference in a division that has Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. So that's amazing. That, that, that AFC North is going to be super, super competitively fun to watch. Uh, but the Steelers are going to be wondering, you know, what's uh, where, where do we fall in all of this? And knowing the Steelers, they'll find a way to still be at the top. But as you, yeah, that team's uh, got uh, more than nine lives. Uh, they just, they, they find a way to, to get the, like uh, Mike Tomlin never having a losing season and just always finding a way, but uh, they got they got to start over. Um, I'm thinking of the old uh, Sesame Street thing. One of these things is not like the others. Those three guys. Yeah. But I, I have to believe that the Browns, you know, they, you know, with all their analytics wizards and everything, they better have done their homework uh, on just just the the true potential fallout of what's left with these 22 lawsuits, civil lawsuits. You know, cr- the criminal stuff is behind him, so you don't have to worry about that, obviously. But the civil stuff is going to be a it's going to be a black eye. You know. Does he get, uh, it, get suspended by the NFL? And the NFL has the right to suspend him. And, you know, the NFL, knowing the NFL, just all everything's all image. They'll probably have to suspend him for, for something. Uh, but I think the the you know uh, the way the contract works out, it's he's only getting like a million this year. So I think his cap number is pretty low this year. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those it's one of those things where I I, I like the I like the move. I like the move in that it's gutsy. It's three number one draft picks. No team had ever done – only one team in history had done that before, Joe, and I think you might remember uh, the, Herschel, the Herschel Walker trade. Uh, so they give up three number ones and a, and a, and a third round pick. Uh, like I yeah, said, I, I like for the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, I like the guts of the move. Um, not you know, It's going to be fascinating to watch because, like I said, this could be – this could bring a Super Bowl to Cleveland for the first time ever. Uh, or it could absolutely implode, and because now you got a guy that's—I uh, ho- I certainly hope that Deshaun Watson likes football. He's motivated by being great at football and being proving people wrong and all that stuff. Because he's been paid, it's—it's it's his. Uh, if I understand the contract right, that's it. I mean, he gets his two hundred thirty million dollars five years. He, you know, he could just decide, you know, that's it, or you know, or he could just he could coast. Or, you know, to me, it's the Browns have to have really done their homework on this guy. And if they didn't, there'll be someone else in charge of the Browns in a couple of years. Well, so that that uh, begs the next question is, uh, uh, does Baker Mayfield have to pack up and move out of the stadium where he lives in those commercials? I mean, does he have to find a new place to to make his Geico commercials or whatever the heck they are? Um, Somebody said. Somebody sent me a tweet of someone had already superimposed Deshaun Watson's head over the you know, the one where he's walking around and he's telling the guy uh, the security code and the you know trash comes on Tuesdays. It's Deshaun Watson walking along with him. So right. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he'll, uh, the Baker Mayfield commercials will have to move along down the road. Do you think? Do you think they're going to move him? Uh, you know, I mean, I, it's probably divisive to keep him, but you know, if in fact Deshaun Watson does get suspended, it'd be nice to have Mayfield in there. But that would <laughs> well, they went out, they they went out and got Jacoby Brissett as their he's going to be their backup. Yeah, Baker's. Uh, you know, Baker. He wouldn't. He would sit out. And he would. He would not. I mean, Baker Mayfield is, is an explosive yeah. personality. The thing about Baker Mayfield, every time he would get done playing, he did this at Minnesota when they beat the Vikings. He'd stand up, you know, be the stand-up guy, and say, "I played like a shoot, except a little stronger." And he, you know, the team basically agreed with him at the end of the year and said, "You know," uh, and part of it was maybe they have been Baker Mayfield playing through all these injuries, but Baker Mayfield was awful. And he, he was to the to the point where you couldn't put any more money in him. If Baker Mayfield had maybe had a, a year like he had last year, uh, you know, in 2020, or that got the Browns to the playoffs, he would probably be got an extension. Uh, but he, he planned a terrible time to have a bad year. They've moved on, and yeah, so he's I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he's isn't not. That, here. Isn't that a little bit cold? I mean, he he did have a good year in 2020, and he was injured this patch, or at least that's what. Kept being reported, his throwing shoulder was messed up. Now, granted, some of his problems were uh, decisions, but it's got to be more physical too. Maybe trying to catch. Uh, I, I just, yeah, you, you could. Yeah, but you can't give it. You could not give him any more money. I mean, whenever they played at Baltimore, and he, I mean, the, the the Ravens were just ripe to be beaten over and over and over, and he throws four interceptions. Uh, you know how he played in the Vikings game was, you know. You know, Odell Beckham, you know, was be what would be wide open, and the ball is bouncing over here, and it's. Yeah. Um, he just was. Uh, he had he had run his course in Cleveland, and it just matter what they were going to do. And now this, the NFL, the way it is now, is I've never seen the NFL more aggressive than it is right now. In that, just I mean, obviously the Vikings were aggressive back in 1989. Maybe the Vikings were ahead of their time, Joe. Uh, just didn't work out. But uh, you know, you just seeing like people do things they've never done before. And now the Browns take, you know, this, the Rams way and they take it to a new level with uh, three number ones. And, yeah. um, and I don't even know that they're, you know, they're banking on, they're shooting at this year's Super Bowl. They, they should be if, if, if everything, if he doesn't get suspended for a long period of time, but yeah, yeah you're just seeing, you're seeing teams day after day after day, the, what the Broncos did for, to get Russell Wilson and um, just, you know, and, and, and ironically, the team that probably had the best move was Tampa Bay having Tom Brady say, I feel like still playing, you know? So, you know, you still have that. You still have Tom Brady coming back. Now you have Aaron Rodgers, you know, going to be, is he 40 this year? I don't know. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great time for the league and that you've got so much, so much really good. There aren't 32 good, great quarterbacks yet, but you got a lot of great quarterbacks. you got a lot of aggressive coaches. you got a lot of aggressive front offices on things that uh, are uh, pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it's uh, and just to bring it full circle, Baker Mayfield intimated that he would love to go to the Colts, who had an opening, and they Colts filled in with Matt Ryan from the Falcons, and then the Falcons backfilled uh, their quarterback position with Marcus Mariota. So there's not a whole lot of places left for Baker to go through. Maybe Seattle, Drew Locks supposedly the starter, but you know, he could go up there if they wanted to bring that on. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's been fascinating what's going on with the quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of nice for the Vikings to be in 
the NFC because there are so many good ones in the AFC. So the Vikings, if they, you know, maybe maybe they see the NFC as a, an opportunity to to really but, the A this year. But but inside the NFC is the NFC North, which has four teams. One of those uh, three competitors from the Vikings has the two-time reigning MVP. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, the AFC might have the more good quarter, great quarter, but the Vikings have to compete with this guy two times a year. Uh, three sometimes. Backwards. Packers are going backwards. I'm seeing it here right now. Just mark my could, Very well, good, yeah. Dang right. I, I think it's time. And Rodgers has got his contract. He doesn't have to play as hard either. And he's got a, he's got a place to blame it on, which he loves to do. So anyway, uh, what the hell. But that that's, you know, makes for an exciting – Makes for an exciting week of free agency and it makes for plenty of fodder here. It just leads me to one more question. And that's the golf question of the week, Mark. When are we going to get out there? Come on. Spring has sprung here in Minnesota. we got to get out there and start that season series. I think yesterday was the day. It's uh, looking pretty bad out there right now. Yeah. Raining down here. But we'll get that soon. And, oh, God, it, I, I know you all want to re- find out just how well we do on the golf course. You know, we'll, mm. for sure I'm sure. Yeah, Mike, Mike Walden will not be pleased with us reporting that. But anyway, thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks, Marks. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we'll be back here next week as the Vikings uh, continue to uh, their four-way, foray into the free agency period and heading towards the draft, and we'll be here to analyze it for you. Thanks much to you all, and skull. <laughs>